This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Good morning to you all. Uh, this is Call to Worship, and thank you for listening in this morning. Uh, Call to Worship uh, proclaims to all uh, people the everlasting gospel of God's love in the context of the three angels' message found in Revelations 14, 6 to 12. And uh, reveal, revealed in his life, death, and resurrection, 
and uh, his high priestly ministry and the high priestly ministry of Jesus Christ. Um, It also includes treasured um, hymns of faith, hope, and uh, rejoicing in our Lord Jesus Christ with uh, Bible truths from the Word of God. And um, as I said, welcome this morning to Call to Worship and um, praise the Lord uh, from the heavens, praise the Lord from outer space, praise Him, all the angels, praise Him, you who inhabits the universe, praise Him, sun and moon, praise Him, twinkling stars, praise Him, you heavens, praise Him, you vapors in the highest heavens. Let all, let's all praise the Lord, for He commanded and they were created. He established everything in nature, and no one can change it. The Lord, His decrees last forever. Amen. Amen. And um, before we start, we'll just say a prayer there. Uh, Father in heaven, um, we ask for light this morning, Lord, and understanding as we share your word. And um, your message, uh, bless everyone listening in this morning. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. And uh, this morning we um, said, the last time we were here, Tom, I've got Tom Harvey here with me again today. Um, we said we were going to be discussing the third angel's message. Yes, thank you, Willie. It's lovely to be here again this morning. And uh, it's always great to open the Word, isn't it? And this it is, is quite a heavy heavy topic we have today so we'll have some music in there and uh, we'll have a good time here this morning yes and uh, thank you Tom welcome again Um, today you'll hear the three angels message and of course it's a very important message for you and I today but uh, first of all we'll start off with uh, Amazing Grace and this is by Whitney Phibbs a beautiful song of salvation and God bless you today, and uh, keep listening in. We've got um, some really good information for you on the Three Angels message. God bless.
Amen. What a beautiful rendition to that song. And a great voice there. And that was uh, Whitney Phibbs uh, this morning. And um, as we said, we're going to be discussing the Three Angels message this morning. So um, I'll be re- reading it. And uh, Tom, feel free to jump in when you're ready. So this message is found in Revelations 14, 9 and 10. And another angel, a third, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and its image and receive a mark on his forehead or on, or on his hand, he also will drink the wine of the wrath of God, of God's wrath, poured full strength into the cup of his anger, and he will, to- he will be tormented with fire and sulfur, in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night. Uh, These worshippers of the beast and its image, and whoever receives the mark of the beast. Well, there's some... um, We need some explanation on this uh, particular (laughs) verses here, Tom. Yes, this is very heavy, isn't it? Very. And so here we have this great warning of those that would follow this beast's power Mm -hmm. and what will happen. And uh, we don't want to get caught up on it, but when the Bible talks about things burning forever and ever, this was said about Sodom and Gomorrah, and it's not still burning, obviously. So when it means it's burning forever and ever, it means it's burns to a finish and uh, then verse 12 said this calls for the patience and endurance on part of the saints who obey God's commandments and remain faithful to Jesus yes it seems here there's going to be a an opportunity to stay faithful to Jesus Mm -hmm. faithful to his commandments or follow this beast power and this is the uh, this is the warning isn't it remember in the first angel's message we talked, uh, the angel talked about the focus coming back to worship God as Give the creator of the world. Yes. And then the fact that Babylon and all its confusion that the world throws at the saints, that's now fallen. And then this last one, this message here saying, hey, God, you have a choice. Which way are you going to go and whether you follow this? And I just want to take you back. You can't study Revelation without Daniel, can you? The two go together. And talking about this this beast, this power that would come on and particularly mm-hmm. function during the Dark Ages, uh, Daniel makes it clear that it's a political, religious power. So there's, there's a church and state going yeah, on yeah, here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is why they get into a position to put pressure on people to do what they want. I just want to read from from Daniel 7.25, talking about this religious political power. He says, He will speak against the Most High, that's obviously Jesus, and oppress the saints and try to change set times and laws. Now, Willie, where do we find times within the law? What could he be talking about here? We're talking about the the Ten Commandments and... um that was handed out to Moses from in at Mount Sinai. Yes, that's right. And yeah. which one and has time involved in it? That's right. The fourth commandment, yeah. keeping the Sabbath holy, and yeah, that's right. It's day. only the fourth commandment that involves time, doesn't it? Yes. So it says mm-hmm. that this power, this religious political power, 
would change things within God's law that would affect people and their choices. And that's what we're going to have a look at today as we go through here and recognize that it's the fourth commandment. You know, the Sabbath was established right there in the Garden of Eden, wasn't it? Yes, it was. first day that Adam and Eve had was a Sabbath that they shared with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And right through the Old Testament and on through the New, Jesus has continually said, the seventh day Sabbath is a sign between me and my people. Yes. Remember that covenant said, I'll be your God, you'll be, be my, my people. people. Yep. So all through Scripture, we find that the seventh day Sabbath is a sign between God and his people. This is a choice we have to worship on his Sabbath Mm -hmm. or to turn our backs on him, to accept the gospel of Jesus or turn our backs on him. So this is a really important issue, isn't it? And uh, we're going to take a step now and start to identify who this beast power is, this political religious power Mm -hmm. that would function through the dark ages and affect the whole world's understanding of where God's Sabbath is. But before we do that, we'll just take a little breather because this is heavy going. We'll take a little breather and let's enjoy this beautiful song from the Isaacs, Sweet Holy Spirit. Then we'll come back and delve into more.
two lovely ladies and their uh, and their brother there and they are my favorite group when it comes to gospel songs i just love the harmony of them lovely lovely tom hey we're back uh, we're back here again and we uh, we talked about the fact that daniel said that this power that would raise its its head this political religious power would think to change times within the law the only time we can find in God's law in the Ten Commandments, of course, mm-hmm. is the Sabbath and the Fourth Commandment, where God said, remember the seventh day and keep it holy. And uh, he said that the Sabbath would always be a sign between he and his people. So how can we be sure about how this came about? Just before I identify this church group, I want, to, I want to read a text for you, something Jesus himself said, because I want to make it really clear here that when we talk about a religious group or a religious power, we're not talking about individual Christians in the church. We're talking about that religious power That's right, and Tom. what it was doing. So let me read what Jesus said here in John 5.24. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life Amen. and will not be condemned. He has crossed from, life, from death to life. And of course, the he the Bible uses means he and she. Mm-hmm. So the good news here is that whoever comes to Jesus by faith, Jesus says, has eternal life, not will have after some judgment in the future, uh, but has it now in Jesus. And I just want to emphasize this fact that we are not saved by denomination. That's right. We are saved by the blood of the Lamb. And when I identify a church here that's had a role to play in prophecy, uh, 
then I'm identifying that power, not individuals, because we know the family of God worships in all sorts of different places, and they're all saved by the blood of the Lamb, not by the denomination they belong to. Other works. So if Saturday has always been the Sabbath, how can we be sure that is right, that it's always been the seventh-day Sabbath has been Saturday as identified in Scripture. Well, the Catholic Church makes this very clear for us, so there is no doubt. And I want to read to you this morning from the Converts Catechism of Catholic Doctrine. And I'm reading on page 50, and this is set out in a question-and-answer form for for, uh, educating their own folk in the Catholic Church. The Mm -hmm. question is, Which day is the Sabbath day? Answer, Saturday is the Sabbath day. So there it is, very clear. There is no doubt in the Catholic Church's mind what day is the Sabbath. It's Saturday. Then the question follows, why do we observe Sunday instead of Saturday? That's a good question, isn't it? It is, it is. And here comes the answer. We observe Sunday instead of Saturday because the Catholic Church in the Council of Laodicea in AD 336 transferred the solemnity from Saturday to Sunday. So here it's very clear, isn't it? It is so. The the Catholic Church says, we observe Sunday because the Church has changed this. Nowhere in the Bible will you find a change of the seventh-day Sabbath from go to woe. In fact, Isaiah says in the new earth, in heaven itself, we will worship from Sabbath to Sabbath. But the Catholic Church said, no, we identify that the Sabbath is Saturday, but we as a church had decided that we're going to change this to Sunday. And further to this, from uh, Keenan's doctrinal catechism, Mm Uh, produced by the Catholic Church. Here is this continuing question-and-answer thing, and this just clears things a little more for us. The question is asked, have you any way of proving that the Church has power to institute festivals, festivals of precept? And the answer comes, had she not such power, she could not have done that in which all modern religionists agree with her. She could not have substituted the observance of Sunday, the first day of the week, for Saturday, the seventh day, a change for which there is no scriptural authority. Now, this is powerful, isn't it? It There's a couple of things here. First, they recognize that there's no scriptural authority to do this, but because of the power of the Catholic Church, as they see the system, they have gone ahead and done it and said, OK, we want the world to follow us in this. Yes, yes. And it's kind of, uh, it's a bit of a challenge to Protestants, isn't it? Because here they say that uh, all modern relig- religionists are following the Catholic Church in observing Sunday yes. instead of Saturday. So I do appreciate our Catholic friends here, those Mm -hmm. in power, being so honest and open. So here's the reason of the Saturday 
Sunday choice that's going on here. And so the challenge comes then, doesn't it, as we start to as we start to put this into perspective, what does this mean? Now we have a choice as to who do we follow. Yes. Are we follow the biblical Sabbath, or we are we following a system that says no, regardless of scripture, we've changed this for our own benefit. Yes. Well, let's have another song, Willie, as we uh, as we try to keep this not too heavy as no, we go no. through this teaching. <laughs> That's right, Tom. Uh, no, no, you're you're right. Um, I was just looking at Ezekiel. 20 verse 20 and uh, God says and hallow my Sabbaths and they shall be a sign between you and me that ye may know that I am the Lord your God yes yes amen and um, his uh, beautiful song um, mighty to save by the hill songs and uh, blessings to you all this morning
Well, we're continuing here with the uh, third angel's message, and we've discovered that there would be this power, and uh, while John recognized this power as a beast, he's just using figurative language here to say this is powerful. This, this, this religious uh, system. political system, which is, involves the church, is powerful. And so it appears here that uh, he's telling us there's going to be an option of whether to follow this power or to follow God. And the warning here is from God himself, if anyone worships this power and follows this power, they'll receive a mark on their forehead and on their hand. So we come back to what the issue is here. Mm -hmm. We've discovered that the Catholic Church has told us that they have changed the day of worship. Yes. An act for which there is no scriptural authority. Mm-hmm. And so here the Catholic Church has done this. Let me say again, when we talk about this system, we're not talking about individuals in the church. We're talking about a religious system that through the dark ages in, put tremendous pressure on people to follow them. Amen. Yeah. At, at the at the cost of their lives. Yes, and and yes. they say millions lost their lives because of the Catholics just absolutely putting to death people who would not agree, who would not follow in this change of this Sabbath. So we've got the question here now. We've got the seventh-day Sabbath that God set up. Mm-hmm. Now we've got a choice to follow a system that has changed from the seventh-day Sabbath to Sunday. And now the pressure comes on. Where is your allegiance? Where are you following God and his Sabbath, the way he set it up? Or are you going to follow this religious power that says, hey, no, we do it another way. Yes, That's God's way. This is our way. And so uh, here the warning comes, doesn't it? And in verse 12, it identifies that not everybody is going to follow this power. It says, verse 12, this calls for the patience, patient, patient endurance on the part of the saints who obey God's commandments and remain faithful to Jesus. This is very important, isn't it? Here's a group of people who stay with the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. as Jesus handed them to Moses not with changes that a man-made system has put in place. And so John the Revelator is pulling our attention here. Those need to endure to stay with the commandments of God. Now, these people don't keep the commandments in order to be saved. They're saved like everybody else by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Amen. But out of this faith experience, obedience comes, doesn't it? So obedience is the fruit of faith. It's not the reason we're saved. And so here's a group of people in the last days who remain faithful to Jesus and his way of doing things. And uh, we we could take the next step here, I guess, and say, here's this warning. Anyone who worships the beast and his image, what's the image to the beast? The Sunday is the image to the beast. Sunday worship. Yes, mm. so that becomes his image. And so we've got this religi- religious power. Those who follow that 
and the image he's made out of Sunday worship, they'll receive a, a, a mark on their forehead or in their hand. Yes. And yes. so just very quickly, we know this is figurative again. I mean, we've heard all sorts of people say, oh, well, there'll be 666 tattered on your forehead, mm-hmm, this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But John is talking here about the part of the brain that makes the decisions. In your mind, are you going to follow God and his way of worship, or are you going to follow man and his? It's something that goes on and right behind in the forehead Mm. there, that thinking in the mind. And the other thing is the hands, and this has to do with work, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, It takes something to do what God said and stop working. He said six days work, one rest. Wouldn't yeah. it be good if the world did this now? I think we'd have a whole lot better mental health than we have uh, absolutely, now. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Tom. God yeah. said work yeah. six, stop yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And this is reflected in our hands, isn't it? This idea of work. By what we do with our hands, by working on his Sabbath, we show a sign that we don't uh, have regard a, a for legend. Yep. and that we are following Uh, some others uh, advice here so here's a very serious challenge isn't it of are we following God are we following man and I love the fact that we have a Bible and that everything we need to know is in the Bible we don't need other books we don't need church books we don't need books to tell us what to do Amen. Amen. it's in here right there in the Bible the reason the Catholics have produced a catechism is because what they're doing here is not in the Bible. It's outside of that, and they're justifying what they've done. Because we've got this power, we can go against what God said, yes. and we expect everybody to follow us in mm-hmm. this. So it's quite a challenge, isn't it? And uh, I often think many honest Catholic folks have no idea that this is an no, issue. No, yeah. uh, it's just something they're born into and don't go along with they it. They sincerely worship, worship God without yeah. knowing the... Yeah. yeah, that's right. So it's a very real... Uh, and these three angels' messages mm. have been well documented uh, by lots of different... Uh, denominations and... Yes, denominations yeah. and, and lots of different experts when it comes to mm. interpreting Bible. Yes, and, I, I, and what's going on here it doesn't fit anything else, but it fits exactly what we've talked about here this morning. I see, Tom, that um, uh, just what you're saying that wherever God's got established something, there's actually a counter or substitute that the devil puts in, yes, or, or the the system puts in anyway. Yeah, like for the Sabbath, it's Sunday. That's right. You know the the mark of God's people and the mark of the Yes, that's right. The Bible talks a lot of the seal of God on his people. Yes. And then we have this this mark for those who follow. Uh, I'm, I'm very thankful as God raised up groups to bring his truths back. We can look, for instance, the Methodist Church who brought back and understand the methodology of, of salvation was yes, not around yes. priests and and penance and all this kind of stuff. They brought back in the true message of the gospel. And then, of course, the Baptist Church brought us back to baptism by immersion, what God wanted originally, and so we've re-established. So God raises churches to bring these truths truths back. And the Seventh-day Adventist Church has been raised 
to put that focus back on the scripture, back on the creator of the world in a time when the whole world is, is following after all sorts of theories and, and, and this challenge around being honest in our worship and following his ways rather yes. than man's ways. For sure. Th- thank you, Tom, for explaining that. It's um, nice and simple. It comes across even to people like myself, you know. <laughs> and um, our next uh, song here is called, um, it's an old hymn, Trust and Obey. And uh, just on what we're talking about in Acts 5.29, Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. So um, there you go. And for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jews first and also to the Greeks. And you can find it verse in um, Romans one sixteen. And from that, let's go on to trust and obey. Thank you for listening in this morning. And remember, we are down here at the Freshship Inn um, Nelson on 104.8 Nelson and this uh, program repeats next Sunday um, morning at 9am to 10 keep listening in with trust and obey
Amen. That was uh, by the Celebration Choir. Welcome again to uh, Call to Worship on uh, Nelson Fresh FM uh, 104.8 Nelson. And um, of course I'm having, um, I've got Tom Harvey here with me and this is Willie Manu. And welcome again to the discussion on on a Three Angels message, um, uh, Tom. And I was just wondering, you mentioned about uh, the Baptist Church and also the the Wesleyan Methodist, um, but you know we have uh, a guy like Martin Luther who brought um, more light on the subject of salvation. And but what I really wanted to know was why do you think that um, you know this system or this group really want to change uh, the, the day of worship or to the authority of God uh, to Sunday? Yes, interesting, isn't it? And, of course, this goes way back. We're talking AD 336. This is a long time ago. Then there was a struggle in the world over political and religious systems. And around that time, too, we had a lot of people who were worshipping the sun, Mm -hmm. sun worshippers. And so uh, around this time, this is when the Catholic Church took this move to change the day. And really what they're doing is saying, we are the powerful group who have control of everything that's going on. Yes, We have the authority, in our opinion, to change God's seventh-day Sabbath to Sunday. And we expect you to follow us and acknowledge our power. And with that change brought in great numbers of some worshippers who were already worshipping on Sunday. This was a massive influx of strength into the system as well. So this was about power. It's always been about power. And so are you going to follow the system? And this is what John's warning us of here. Mm-hmm. It's always been. We go back to Daniel with the image, remember? And Nebuchadnezzar said the people worship the image. Yes. And the choice again was, would you worship that image or are you going to stay true to God and, and uh, end up in the lion's den? But uh, here we go again, this test of loyalty. Are you going to follow this system? Or you're going to follow God's way mm-hmm. and respect His Sabbath and the authority that brings. Yes, yes. And uh, it's interesting you you met and mentioned Martin Luther, yep. a, a wonderful uh, Catholic priest who was a very scholarly, mm-hmm. a great studier of Scripture. And as he studied Scripture, he started to see some things that were going on in the church that didn't line up with Scripture. Uh, priests forgiving sins, uh, you know, really a, a program that was sort of promoting salvation by works. Yes. And these things disturbed him, and he started to talk about these things and challenge the local bishop mm-hmm. with what he was learning and saying, why does this not line up with what we're doing? And so it became a bit of a problem to where the bishop talked to the Pope in Rome and said, I've got this guy here who's... He's turning into Trouble. a bit of a problem because people are listening to him. <laughs> yes, He's challenging yes. the church mm. against saying Scripture says this and the church does that. And so the Pope said, send him to Rome and we'll sort him out in Rome. Yes. Well, Martin Luther, his, he, wanted, he loved the Catholic Church. He wanted to reform the Catholic Church from within. He didn't want to 
be a, a Protestant, you know, start no, off a no. Protestant Reformation. Yeah. He was one he, of their priests. He loved the church, mm. yeah. He wanted to reform the church because it worried him that they were getting out of line with Scripture. Well, when he went to Rome, of course, the first thing he saw was people, his fellow priests, selling indulgences to the people. And uh, this absolutely finished him. He thought, this is not the way forward, that we can have people buying indulgences for future sin. Mm -hmm. And that's what caused him to go back and write the thesis and put it on the wall, and then God made him... The, the Reformation leader that he was. Amen. So, yeah. interesting stuff. Thank you, Tom. And um, I think we'll play one more song and then we'll continue with our um, discussion there, Tom. But, um, for by him all things were made in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or domains or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him, according to Colossians 1.16. And uh, here's another beautiful um, a praise song, and it's called Ancient Words by the group Z-O-E. Holy words, long preserved for our walk in this world. They resound with God's own heart. Oh, let the ancient words impart. Words of life, words of hope, give us strength, help us cope. In this world, wherever we roam, ancient words will guide us home. Ancient words ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts, oh let the ancient words impart. Holy words of our sacrifice oh heed the faithful words of Christ holy words long preserved for our walk in this world they resound with God's own heart oh let the ancient words impart Ancient words ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open hearts, or let the ancient words impart. Ancient words ever true, changing me and changing We have come with open hearts, oh let the ancient words impart. We have come with open hearts, oh let the ancient words impart. 
Well, we've just uh, we've dealt with quite a heavy subject today, haven't we? No, yeah. <laughs> and we've done this in a way not to to condemn anybody, but to recognise. Yes. To follow God takes some courage sometimes. That we need to follow His way, mm-hmm. and make sure we are following His way. We mentioned the baptism. Is it okay to sprinkle? No, God said, I want you to baptize. Christ was baptized and went under the water. It's so symbolic, isn't it? Yes. Going yes. down under the water to die the old life, coming up out of the water in a new life in Christ. It's, it's important to, to God that we God. understand what we're doing. He's, he's put that in place for a reason. So it's not just okay to say, well, that's a little awkward. Let's just sprinkle. It, it'll be near enough. It'll, it'll do. And I come through to Revelation 22. We've been in Revelation here. We come through to the end of the book. And it talks here about the the time just before Christ comes. And John the Revelator says, Let him who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let him who is vile continue to be vile. Let him who does right continue to do right. And let him who is holy continue to be holy. What he's warning here is, there is a cutoff time, mm. and then it's too late. Yep. And he says, at this cutoff time, just before Jesus comes, we might term it the end of probation, if you like, end of opportunity, it's too late. And wherever, whatever camp you're in, that's where you are. And here Paul's, uh, uh, John is warning us, hey, if you're against God, you're going to be forever against God because time is finished. And here Jesus is coming. And uh, Jesus says, Behold, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me and I'll give. I will give to everyone according to what he has done. What is the choices you have made is what you are going to receive. You know, mm. we really choose our own judgment, don't we? We do, yes. yes Christ yes. said, I'm the way to the Father. There's no other way. So if we choose Christ, we're in him. If we don't, we're out on our own. And then comes this warning. And this concerns me in light of, of what the Catholic Church has done with the commandments of God and changing that day to Sunday. Listen to what John says. And I warn Everyone who hears the words of this prophecy of this book, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes words away from this book of prophecy, God will take away from him his share in the tree of life and in the holy city. So here is how important it is that we don't add or take away we don't become legalistic about this. We know we don't be sa- we're not saved by keeping commandments, but the choice we made must always be for Christ. Mm. And anything in the Word, don't tamper with it. Thank you, Tom. Well, what great message um, it is for our time, Tom. You know the end is as sure. God puts it, um, in which we we must uh, actually like make a choice of. Uh, do we obey God or substitute yeah. system of um, worship? Yeah. And so Jesus says, come to me. My way is easy. Don't yes. take the hard yes. way. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And God bless you this, today, uh, folks. Thank you for listening in. 
and um, you'll hear from from us and what we're going to present next time to you. But uh, God bless you today as you um, and also your week too, and we'll see you next time. Okay, cheers, folks. It's been lovely to share with you. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.